Welcome to the Pickup Fantasy Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Luis Prado and Tyler Smith. What is up, everybody? We are back. The Pickup Episode 11. Luis, good morning to you, sir. Oh, what it do, baby? <laughs> what it do? <laughs> Here we go. Man. This is uh, <laughs> week number uh, 13 going on 14 in the fantasy season, and this is Episode 11 for us. Uh, let's get this thing rocking and rolling this morning. What do you think? Yeah, let's get going. I think the news is pretty divided between uh, people coming back and people actually getting injured. So it's actually not terrible. Yeah, there aren't a crazy amount of injuries. There's some that actually happened last night. I, I think last night's slate of games were they're going to be a ton of fun to talk about because I was watching some of them and there were some really cool moments last night. Yeah, yeah. So when we get to that part, it should be pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I wanted to start off asking you a couple questions about trades this NBA season because they might be coming up soon. Uh, between Love, Drummond, Kuzma, uh, maybe some players in San Antonio, Damar in LA, do you think anyone gets traded? Uh, you know, yeah, I think for sure Drummond, and we've already talked about it before in other podcasts, I think he for sure is going to go. Um, love is probably a pretty other is a pretty good bet to also be traded. Uh, if not this season, then definitely, I think by next season, what about you? Yeah, we'll see. I was talking about it last night with my roommate. We were talking about trades that might be happening. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens, but I I have a hard time seeing Drummond getting traded. Really? I I think it's going to happen. I just, if they aren't going to pay him, I don't think they're going to let him walk for nothing. Mm-hmm. What uh, what about Demar getting traded? Uh, I, yeah, I think Demar LA might get traded. Didn't I, there was also a rumor going around that Devin Booker might be someone that the Lakers were going to go after? Did you hear something about that? Yeah, you tagged me. I think either on Twitter or on Facebook about him, him being traded for Kuzma straight across. I just don't see that happening unless yeah, yeah it's just there's way too little for Devin Booker. Yeah. And yeah, that'd be silly. That's probably kind of a stupid rumor, but something funny to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, let's roll into injuries. Um, there were absolutely a couple of injuries uh, that had some significant roles in fantasy this week. So I want to start off by talking about what's going down in Chicago. We saw Wendell Carter Jr. go down for four to six weeks, and then Gafford went down. It looks like going to be two additional weeks for a thumb injury. What do you think about the news in Chicago? I think it was crazy that they announced his timetable during the game. Like, because it happened, I think, like in the first quarter. And by like second quarter, they had already ruled him out for two weeks, which is kind of crazy. But what I saw ended up happening is uh, Luke, uh, what's his last name? Uh, Cornette. Cornette. Luke Cornette ended up playing 35 minutes. And I, I'm almost positive that's who's going to end up starting, but it also opens up minutes for Thad Young. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was extremely weird that he got ruled out for the game and they announced his timetable during the game. Usually a timetable like that is not set until they do like a thorough assessment evaluation. So I thought that was kind of strange, but I agree with you. I think Thad Young picks up minutes in the upper 20s and Cornette plays 35 plus minutes as the starter. So both those guys should probably be owned in fantasy leagues. Yeah, and Cornette is available in like 90% of leagues. So if you're listening to this right now and you have your phone in your hand, you can probably get him if you wanted. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Only problem with Thad Young I don't like is he shoots like 60% from the free throw line. So if that dude has a bad game from the free throw line, I'll be furious because I picked him up this morning. Yeah, it's – I mean with him, it just it, – you don't really know how much minutes you're going to get. And I had him for right after the injury to Wendell Carter Jr., and he would play. He played thirty minutes, and then he then he didn't. Then he went to like eighteen, and then it looked like Gafford and Cornette were going to get a bunch of minutes, and so I had to drop him. But yeah, now that um, Gafford's out of the picture, it does open up more minutes for him. Mm-hmm, for sure. Another big news: uh, Denver has had three injuries over the last week. First being Paul Millsap, who's now been out for four games, and he does not have a timetable. I think that's been released, so there's really no news on him. And we saw Gary Harris miss a game for an adductor injury yesterday, and he's out for today. And then Jamal Murray looks like he went down on a really bad ankle sprain, maybe even a high ankle. So there's a lot of minutes going around in Denver. What significance do you think is going on there? Well, last year, I remember when Monte Morris was... I mean, he could you couldn't keep him off the court, and I don't think Jamal Murray even missed time. It was more of, I think Gary Harris was missing time, and so he was plugging in for Gary Harris minutes, and he was so good, man. It was like, and I think in, Gary Harris ended up coming back, and they couldn't even take him off the court then. I mean, I think his minutes dipped a little bit, but if he gets anywhere near where he was at, uh, where he was doing last year, he's definitely ownable. Yeah, I love Monte Morris. I'm a huge fan of him. When he had that good that good run last year, he was so efficient from the field, and he filled up the box box score in lots of different categories. So I do like Monte Morris as a pickup, but he needs to get starter minutes in, in order for me to want to grab him. Yeah, and I think that with both Harris and uh, Murray both out, I think that probably obviously i think he starts he's already been announced as a starter um and i think it does put him in the 30s or near or near that mm-hmm. and then minutes still open up for like jeremy grant to start until paul Millsap's back and then michael porter jr who had a really good game last night i just wish that there was a consistent rotation with porter jr i'm hesitant to pick him up in leagues at this point yeah Roto world seems to think or says that you should pick him up i it's it's really hard with uh, once we get to the pickups with so many other people available to pick up somebody that is just so inconsistent. So um, if you do believe in them, and I do to a certain point, it's just the fact that there's just not enough playing time. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, what do you what do you got for other injuries? Um, other injuries here, it looks like Paul George is going to miss his fourth consecutive game today. I, I, I saw that he like missed two, came back for one, and then missed another four. I Do you know what happened in, like during that a stretch of games there? Yeah. yeah, he's got a soft tissue injury. It looks like his hamstring. So they're being relatively conservative with him, as they should, because the Clippers are just so deep. So they have the luxury of sitting Paul George for a week or two until he's fully healthy. It doesn't seem like a too bad of an injury. I, I assume he's going to get back in the court within a week. Okay, yeah. So did he? So when he missed two and came back for one, did he like reaggravate it? Because when he came back for one, it was only like twenty minutes in the twenties. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, he had some tightness in his hamstring. He came back for game and reaggravated it, and so they just kind of just like, hey, we're gonna shut him down for just a little bit. Yeah, it might have even been two games, but I, I, I yeah, I just remember him missing two 
came back for one or two, and then yeah, he's missed four. This will be his fourth one. Um, mm-hmm. What about AD? I we talked about him last week, and everybody um, that I talked to, because the circle that we keep our basketball, you know, conversations in is within our main. Uh, group and everybody's like oh he's fine look he's traveling and guess what he traveled mm-hmm. he didn't play then they went back home and he still didn't play so or he didn't play last night so um what do you uh what do you think about ad yeah it's fun we have a instagram chat with our fantasy uh basketball league that we kind of shoot the shit on the instagram chat and so people were were throwing shade at ad for having a back bruise and then sitting out now four games but like he was on the court doing pre-game work i think he's on the verge of coming back but there have been players like kuzma javel mcgee dwight howard who've all picked up huge minutes and uh, his absence and i actually have been looking at dwight howard's game log and he's had like four good games in a row of double digit rebounds but I bet you AD gets back on the court really fast considering they lost to the Magic last night. Shout out to Markel Fultz, triple-double. Yeah, um, I'm sure he's on his way back. Uh, I always thought it was going to be at least two to three games. Uh, everybody in our league in that conversation thought it was that he was fine. He's going to be back. It doesn't help that half the people in there are Laker fans, so... Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's on his way back. I actually, I love AD. I just don't like the fact that he's on the Lakers. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that does make it tough since you're not a Lakers fan at all. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think he's on the verge of coming back. Uh, moving on, other news. Uh, I have Rakan Holmes for games. Uh, he's still out with a shoulder injury. Do you think he's coming back soon? Well, what? So uh, I think at the beginning of, or at the end of last week, he got ruled out for two to three weeks, and that's that's just to get reevaluated. I think so. Then obviously, I have to tend to think that it's probably closer to three weeks if that's when he's getting reevaluated. So there's people like Belitsa, um, obviously Marvin Bagley. He came back and played thirty minutes right off the bat, um, and. Uh, Harry Giles, if you're in a deep league, people like that are all benefit from it. Yeah, even Trevor Ariza has picked up minutes. Uh, the reason why I brought up Rakan Holmes is because he's been playing top 10 fantasy value this year. So for him to go down is huge for somebody that's losing the guy that's been putting up top 10 value on the season. But I'm sure he'll be back at some point coming up. Yeah, I would imagine that most of those people are doing fairly well in the standings. So. Um, being that you spent like your second to last pick, your last pick, or you even picked him up off the waiver wire. So I don't really feel terrible for him. They'll be fine. <laughs> uh, New Orleans uh, Pelicans, they got a lot of news. Drew Holiday still out with an elbow. Zion's coming back on the 22nd. Uh, Brandon Ingram's probable for tonight. And then who's the other guy that went down? Oh, uh, Derek Favors coming back, correct? Yeah, it looks like he's uh, on the verge of coming back. I, he's been playing very well, so it kind of really hurts Hayes a lot. If uh, Once we go over the waiver wire pickups, most of those guys that we'll talk about are probably guys that I'd prefer over Hayes. Uh, just because if once he does get on the court, he hurts you so much on the free throw. He actually gets to the free throw line. It's not like one of those, he's a bad free throw shooter, but he doesn't get there. He gets to the free throw line. and so. Um, but yeah, uh, Holiday's still out. And, um, yep. 
I saw Jalil Okafor started the, one of the games, maybe on Tuesday or Monday, and had a huge stat line. So they their center rotation's been all over the place. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on there. So it's just like, yeah, Hayes, like I said, is probably somebody you kind of just want to pick up when in a 12-team league, obviously, is somebody that you want to pick up right when he's getting hot or right when you know he's going to get playing time. Bro, Lonzo Ball has been balling. Yeah, he's he's been on fire. I, I don't like – I think Rotoworld mentioned that don't expect him to be this hot, but – yeah, I mean, it's going to be crazy to see how Ingram, Zion, and Lonzo all play together if they all keep their same productivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Priority 1, P1 in our league picked up Lonzo Ball off the waiver wire after Triple B dropped him. That was such a solid pickup. But no one, I'd never really expected Lonzo to catch fire like he has. He's been averaging close to a triple-double. But yeah, they're going to be they're gonna have such a stacked rotation once everyone's healthy. Josh Hart's probably going to fall out of the starting lineup. Uh, Drew's going to come back. Zion's going to come back and probably p- play like f- 15 minutes a game or so. Uh, but I'm super excited for Zion to come back. I think it's going to be a ton of fun to see him on the court. I don't think he's going to play 15. I think he's honestly going to play this. I mean, right off the bat, I think he'll play in the 20s. But I think by week two or three of playing, if I mean, barring an injury, of course, because uh, that would set him back all the way back, probably out a couple of weeks. But I think he'll play by week two. Um, I think he'll be playing low 30s. That'd be cool. That'd be crazy. Uh, we'll see if that happens. But you're probably right. They have no... I mean, I'm really actually surprised he's coming back this year. I swear. I, I'm literally surprised he's coming back. Yeah, I just never thought a meniscus could take you out an entire year. There's just no way. Um, I've mentioned it in the past with Russell Westbrook missing like two weeks in the playoffs. If that, and um, there's no way that takes him out for a year. Obviously, it's there's differences between tears and like full tears and mine or like partial tears, but yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm glad he's back. Yeah, yeah. Zion, here we go. January twenty second. Get it on your calendars. Uh, cool. Let's move forward. Some other injuries and or returns. Uh, Fred Van Fleet's coming back this weekend. There's actually been a lot going down in Toronto. You saw Norman Powell come back, who's played really well. Marcus Saul came back, who had a really good game last night. Uh, so Fred Van Fleet, if he gets healthy, I mean, Pascal Siakam's back. So they're Toronto stacked and loaded coming up soon. Yeah, it looks like Norman Powell probably is going to take most of the hit here. Uh, I think he'll still end up finding time for him. He ended up moving to the bench last night because of, uh, because of everybody coming back. Uh, they went actually yeah. big. Yeah, they went big. They started Marcus All. Pascal Siakam and Serge Ibaka, so that means that means he, uh, Siakam must have played the small forward. Yeah, Siakam played small forward. They put Serge at the four, Marcus All at the five, and then you had um, OG at who the played two. OG at the two, who had a killer game. Yeah, yep, and then Kyle wow. Lowry and then the Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah. So Norman Powell off the bench, and then you think that yeah, when when Fred Van Fleet's back, he'll go to the two, OG to the three. Yeah, and then they'll uh, probably start Pascal Serge. the four, Marcus all at the five, or put Serge off the bench usually. Yep, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, put, put yeah. Serge to the bench. Dude, it's crazy. I th- I really like Toronto's roster when they're healthy, even with Kawhi Leonard not on the team. Dude, I think Toronto is has some good chemistry. They could still make a big splash in the playoffs. 
Yeah, their um, uh, Yuri or what, whatever their GM name is, uh, he's he's not a guy that sit back and wait. And you know, uh, I think he he he'll wheel and deal. And so, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a trade out of nowhere where Toronto became you know uh, a better team. I think part of I, I think the main guy to go would be Marcus Saul. Uh, just because he, I think he's on an expiring contract. I'm almost 99% sure. Uh, so he could potentially be traded to a team that uh, was trying to get rid of some cap um, and, mm-hmm. and, add, and add an asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, Toronto, I like their roster. Uh, Steven Adams went down with a bruised knee yesterday. Did you see that, that Mike Muscala guy had a killer game? Yeah, I think he's more of a DFS guy than anything. I don't, I don't see or like a, a like a big league pickup. I don't think anything twelve, fourteen, or sixteen because of like I said, I keep reverting back to once we get to the waiver wires. There's so many. I think he literally falls all the way down to like twenty fifth, thirtieth on my list. Mm-hmm. I think that if Stephen Adams, if news were to come out that Stephen Adams is going to miss multiple weeks, that Nerlens Noel is a run to the waiver wire and grab type player. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it it almost seemed like he was going to come back at the end of last week, and he's already. I think he's being. Is he still being ruled out a whole day ahead of time? He is. Yeah. So there's no indications he's come back soon. Yeah, it's it's rough to stash someone like that without having an IR. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if you think you can, and you and it comes out that Stephen Adams is out for multiple weeks, um, yeah, then yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just mm-hmm. uh, without with him also being out without a timetable, it's you know, it's a it's a coin mm-hmm. toss. Yeah, agreed. Marcus Morris uh, has a neck injury, and he's had a neck injury in the past. This isn't the first time he's sat multiple games. He's missed five games in a row for a neck injury. He's been a very huge surprise in fantasy leagues this year. Triple B grabbed him after I dropped him after the first game of the season, and he's coasted with Marcus Morris ever since. Uh, any fantasy relevance in New York? I know we hate New York's roster, but I figured I'd be at least chat about it. Yeah, I don't No, not really. I mean, some of the guys that would take his spot aren't fantasy like players like I was I would be really excited about Kevin Knox maybe next year but he's just so inefficient and the playing time is so sporadic that I don't know you know just none of those guys I I don't want to know yeah what about RJ Barrett he's ended up on our waiver wire a couple of times and he just got picked up recently is he less than 50% owned in Yahoo leagues no he's over he's over 50 Uh, and he's actually strung together some pretty good games uh, it's he just doesn't do enough anywhere else other than scoring and and then he can easily kill both of your percentages so someone that's not producing something outside of scoring to hurt your efficiency on top of that i it's just a hole that you're never going to get out of he's never i don't think going to be viable until he starts being more efficient or picking up other stats yeah, I, I fully agree with you. If Yeah, he's 76% owned in fantasy leagues, so that's a pretty big number. Uh, yeah, no thanks with RJ Barrett. If he was to drag down my field goal and free throw percentage, I'd be furious because if you lose those, it's hard to win the week. Yeah, and then he's not giving you enough anywhere else other than scoring mm-hmm. and, and maybe uh, some threes, 
which I don't even know how many. I don't even think he averages two. I'd much rather have uh, Svi from Detroit, Eric Gordon. You know, those guys are doing the exact same thing, but they're not. Actually, Eric Gordon probably is under 40% uh, from the field uh, on the year. So he's probably someone also that I don't like. But, but then what I'm saying is you can go get threes and points somewhere else without hurting your field goal or your free throw. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Let's chat about some players that have come back recently who have had lots of fantasy relevance. So I'm going to list off a couple of names here and you tell me what you think about these players coming back. But Thomas Bryant just came back from a lengthy absence. Malcolm Brogdon also came back from a lengthy absence. You have players like Bagley, Powell, Beal, and Pascal Siakam. So what do you think about those players making fantasy returns? Um, just to knock out four of them uh, with Detroit, it doesn't look like the guy, um, the coach there, Nick Nurse, it gives them, it, like literally they come back and they're playing 30 minutes because that's exactly what happened with Norman Powell. Um, Pascal, I think, played in the 20s the game before, but last night um, he played 30 uh, and Marcus Hall, I think, was somewhere in that vicinity. So those guys are just going to go right back, I think, to what they were doing right away, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Bradley Beal came back. He's he's fighting a leg injury and a shoulder injury. I am fairly skeptical with Washington going forward the rest of the season. I think that Bradley Beal is a, sh- a shutdown candidate. Um he may he's kind of a warrior so he may play games later in the season but they're going to be probably pretty safe with him just based on their record what's your opinion on that yeah i mean i agree that he could get shut down i just i don't know maybe if you're gonna so if you own him i don't think you trade him for 10 cents on the dollar and if you're trying to get them, I don't think you give up a ton. So it's just something you write out and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad to see that he's back. He hurts. There's a lot of guards there. He probably hurts Jordan McRae. Um, there's Ish, like Ish Smith. Troy, Troy, yeah, Ish Smith. Troy Brown really had a bad game last night. He only played like 17 minutes. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a, probably a drop, Ishmith drop. I, IT's minutes go down a little bit and usage rate goes down a little bit. And Thomas Bryant's back. Uh, Davis Bertans is back. We still haven't seen Rui or Mo Wagner make appearances back on the court. So it's a good thing Thomas Bryant is back in lineups. Yeah, it looks – so I think they actually don't have a terrible squad when they're fully uh... – like healthy and most of those guys that we, you just named are once everybody comes back, once Rui comes back and pretends like you said is back, those guys end up getting hit fairly hard for value. Yep. 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 Uh, Malcolm Brogdon finally made a return. He's been out for a little while. Uh, they're seeming to get healthier in Indiana. And then Victor Lodipo is going to come back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's uh, it looks like they're and then DeMontis missed one game, but he was he came back after just missing that one. So once they're fully healthy, I it's one of the teams that I really like to finish the season. Like, you know, nobody's gonna get I think everybody's gonna get in the starting lineup is gonna get thirty to forty, you know, just because they're gonna be pushing for that playoff spot. Um, so I really like I don't know what their playoff schedule looks like, but I like the prospect as a team. They're going to be one of those middle teams that are really going to be fighting for one of those spots. 
Yeah, Indiana's nice. I really like their squad. Jeremy Lamb's had some tough games the last couple of games. I think that he might take a big hit once VO comes back. Do you think he slides to the bench? Yeah, I think he's the one that goes to the bench. I don't. I just don't think he takes a big hit personally just because his game isn't predicated on possession he doesn't need usage he is a defensive guy and uh, he's not going to hurt you and percentages and he's going to be open for threes a lot so to me i I think he holds his value uh, as long as he's getting the around the same amount of playing time off the bench Mm -hmm. yeah i think that no one really takes a huge hit in indiana i think they share the ball well in every regard so everyone maybe takes a little bit of a hit but I think they continue to play good basketball with VO there I was going to ask you a question about the Pacers oh yeah if if you had to make an all-star bid all bias aside between Bam Adebayo and uh, Demata Sabonis which one do you take into the all-star game um, I think personally I, I think they're both equal so i think they should each and i don't want to i don't know i i want to say bam just because a, like okay i love sabonis and i and i have him in one of my other leagues that not on our main one and sabonis just doesn't get you blocks doesn't get you steals and bam last night had seven assists and that's normal like that's something that and, and i'm not saying sabonis isn't a bad uh, assist guy either he's just i think he's probably averaging more than him um and and so with the defensive stats and he's just a good a rebounder scorer I, I i think i would take bam yeah i agree with you i'm taking bam as well but i thought that was a good question to yeah, yeah. for sure it, it is it's a, little a tough debate. question yeah, it's a tough yeah. question. Also, Miami probably being one of the top teams in the East needs two people to come out of mm-hmm. their team, and I don't see anybody else other than Bam. Yeah, Bam, Bam, and Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't give it to none, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, their other starters are Leonard and uh, Robinson. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 and they've been. Dude, Miami's been really good all year. Yeah. I think that podcast is going to be so much fun to do once All-Star break comes. There's going to be so, so much cool stuff to talk about. I'm excited for that. Yeah, the dunk contest and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. Nice, bro. Let's move straight up into waiver wires. What do you say? Uh, yeah, there was just one guy that I, I think we kind of talked about already. Was, but Bagley's back um, after missing mm-hmm. eight games. So, And then KP's on the verge of, of coming back. He got ruled out late last night. Yeah, he was a late scratch. Shoot, man. I hope that he's healthy. Maxi Kleber we'll probably talk about on the waiver wire section, but him and Tim Hardaway Jr. have both been playing really well with, with KP out. I think Maxi takes the biggest hit when KP comes back, but we'll see if Tim Hardaway Jr. can still put up stats with KP getting all the touches. Yeah, at least he'll be starting compared to Maxi. More than likely, he'll, he'll be the one that goes to the bench. Yeah. Gosh, you got to hope for KP's health, man. It'd be nice to see him out there. But uh, that that knee soreness on his ACL is a little worrisome. Hopefully it doesn't linger with him all season. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he literally got ruled out like probably like an hour mm-hmm. or so or give or take, you know, 15 minutes before the game is a good sign. Yeah, definitely good. All right, let's start off waiver wires. So 
most of the time we're talking about waiver wire players that are under 50% owned that are excellent pickups. Usually it's based off some injuries that have just recently happened that thrust people into bigger minutes that really make them fantasy waiver wire relevance. I'm going to start off with naming a couple of guards that are still under 50% owned in Markel Fultz and Darius Garland. Have you seen Darius Garland's stat lines recently? Yeah, they are they're killer. Um, over the past two weeks, he has been in the top 100. Uh, we knew that this was coming. I I liked him. I liked his prospects at the beginning of the season. Um, and yeah, I drafted him. Yeah, and it seems like he's finally pulling it together. So it, it's uh it's really good to see. Mm-hmm. Coming in at three, four, five for me. I know that you're going to name your top five. I have. Norman Powell, who's still not over 50% owned, he needs to be grabbed. Thad Young, who's going to have two to three weeks of really good value at four. And I have Jeremy Grant, barring Paul Millsap, still sits out a couple of games. So that rounds out my top five. I have Ben McLemore really close to the top five. And Monte Morris, you know, right in that five, six, seven. The reason why I have McLemore at six is because he's the starter in Houston and he is a wonderful guy to have on your team for three pointers and points and if he's getting 30 plus minutes i I like ben mack yeah i mean i there's i'm a little skeptical on ben mclemore i just and and maybe i shouldn't be um and i do like him he is on my list with him it's just there's two people coming off the bench that could potentially get hot at any moment and then just take him out of the game with Eric Gordon and uh, uh, Daniel House. And so that's why I like some of these other guys that I'll name here in a second better than him. Um, so actually, I'll just probably just go right into it. Oh, you, you, yeah. named my, you named my one and two. My number three for me is uh, Demboya. Um, he, last night, I, he is the youngest player in the NBA at the moment. I don't know exactly what age he is. Probably puts him at like 19 because he was the youngest person to score or the uh, to score. 20, he scored 24 points last night and the only other people to score 24 at his exact same age or younger are Kobe Bryant, LeBron and Dwight uh, Howard. So, those are some, I mean, it's crazy to even put him in, you know, that group with those three guys. Those guys are obviously all sitting in the Hall of Fame. And Demboya is very young and raw. And when I watched him play, I honestly thought he was a forward, but he actually moves a lot faster than, like, he's he's a guard to me. Uh, he looks really good. So He does I'm, look good. I'm excited. Yeah, he does look good. And he's had uh, four, five, six, seven really good games in the past 10. And so he's getting minutes in the 20s and 30s, upper 20s and 30s. So with Detroit, uh, I have Markeith Morris on my waiver wire list as a player to keep an eye on, mainly because he had a huge game last night. And Christian Wood, what did he play, seven minutes? Yeah, so Christian Wood is my number nine. Um, I'm just going to jump around, not go in order here, but number nine. And yeah, and I like Morris myself as well. There's uh, with Blake Griffin probably being out for the entire season. Um, I like Morris's perspective or, you know, hit, what is going on right now. Like 
as as we speak would i think is still a hold also but somebody that you're you know holding for the end of the season Mm -hmm. i'd be so frustrated if i owned wood he had like two huge games in a row and then he plays seven minutes oh my gosh I'd, i'd literally i'd have to cut him if he did another seven game seven minute game yeah, in, in a 12-team, especially on a 10-team league, it's really hard to keep guys like that with um, some of these other guys getting minutes like Omari Spellman. Like, he's in the starting lineup, and if he ends up winning out for the rest of the season, something like that, it's another guy that's probably fairly similar, you know, um, but he's going to get consistent minutes. How do you hold him, or how do you hold Wood over Omari Spellman, who is – owned in 35% of leagues and so is more than likely still available. Uh, I I have him at eight just below or just above wood. So, mm-hmm. And I have Amari Spellman on my list as well. He only played 27 minutes last night and he wasn't extremely productive. Uh, and I don't know that the rotation in Golden State, but it looks like Omari Spellman is safe going forward as the starting center. But you have to think Eric Pascal, and they're just going to kind of switch up their rotation as the season goes on. Uh, but yeah, I like Amari Spellman probably slightly better than I like uh, Christian Wood. But they're both, yeah, they're both yeah. tough pickups. Yeah, they're both right there. And like I said, eight and nine. So there's uh, all the other guys, one, two, three, that we've talked about. At number four, I have uh, Dante DeVincenzo. Um, within the past two weeks, he's shooting 49% from the field, 86% from the free throw line, averaging 1.53s and 1.7 steals with one turnover. That alone is, I mean, just think about it. Like how efficient is that? He's not turning over the ball. He's 50% from the field and he's shooting threes and at almost 90% from the free throw line is. So, and and uh, he usually racks up the steals. Yeah. And he's at 1.7 in the past two weeks. So it's like, man, if you, if he's available in your league and he, and he's at 16%, so he more than likely is. So I consider grabbing him. Uh, he's a mo- wish- he's a moose knuckle. He's a moose he, knuckle. Yeah, I wish he was available in our league because he's sneaky. Like I'd I'd expect him to be available in our league, but he's not. And uh, I wish he was because I'd pick him up. Yeah, speaking of moose, Dwight Powell's fifty nine percent owned. I know that it's a little over fifty percent, but if he's on the waiver wire, he should be grabbed. His last three games, he's shot eight for eleven from the field, nine for nine from the field, and eight for ten from the field, and he's had really nice stats all around. So Dwight Powell's finally coming together. Maybe it's because Kristaps has been out. Yeah. We don't really know exactly what's going to happen to all those players, Maxi Clever and, and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Who I have at like 13th. Um, there's just so many, not that he's shouldn't be at like he more than likely between 11 and, or like between like 10 and 13 on my list. It's like, it's just take your pick. It doesn't really matter. So, uh, but yeah, Tim Hardaway, um, Powell, and mm-hmm. Maxi Clever. Who knows what's going to happen when he comes back? Yeah, Maxi takes a hit. Dwight takes a hit. They all probably take a little bit of a hit. Um, I have rounding off my top ten at eight, nine, and ten. I have Thibel, Eric Gordon, and I have uh, Josh Hart. Thibel slid into the starting lineup in Philadelphia, and if he continues to start for the next couple of games, it looks like Embiid's still going to be out for another week or two. So Thibel could have sneaky value for the next week or two with just not hurting you anywhere and putting up elite steals and blocks. Eric Gordon I have at nine, mainly because 
He's just been racking up the three-pointers. It's tough with so many weapons in Houston. They're probably going to trade games. But I think Eric Gordon's minutes are safe. And him and Ben McLemore look like those are the two guys that you want to own at the current time. And then uh, Josh Hart, the reason I still have him on my waiver wire list is because of Drew Holiday's injury, and he's still in the starting lineup. So we'll see what happens with, with Josh Hart. Yeah, and I like both of the guys that you said. I have Thibel at 11, just outside of the 10. Um, like you said, he could potentially, if he's starting, um, he could win you your week in steals and blocks, like just by himself, if he's getting, if he's starting and getting around 30 minutes. Uh, the only part I disagree with is I'm not a big fan of Eric Gordon. Um, in the last, and I'll just name off, so he shot 39% from the field in his uh, yesterday, and he shot 18 times. So him shooting under 40% and getting 18 shots is not good. Um, 47 the game before that, which isn't ter- which is good, but then 35, 35, 23%. Then he, um, and then he, uh, yeah, and then then we have to go all the way back to Christmas. But like he's really, if he, he's someone. He's he's gonna hurt you on field goal percentage. He's like I mentioned, RJ Barrett ish. So um, yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. It's really tough to own someone like that. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is another player who shoots in the low forties. So he'll have some games where he's like six for twenty, and you're like, bro, what the hell, man? How do I hold on to you when you just tank my field goal percentage? But the last three games, Eric Gordon's hit six threes, four threes, five threes, and that's enough to warrant me a pickup if you're going to be hitting five threes a game yeah so that's an average of five and he's obviously averaging 20 during that stretch as well it's just the fact that he's like you know like i said just probably under 40 percent or right around there um another guy that i wanted to bring up that is uh, there's two guys I wanted to bring up. Dylan Brooks is on fire and he can't be stopped. I don't know what is going on over there, but he's averaging 20 points a game for the past two weeks. 20. And he's Damn. Hitting, he's hitting four threes during that same stretch. Um, and he's actually getting 0.6 deals and 0.6 blocks with one turnover. And uh, so it's really skyrocketed him in Yahoo rankings and just basketball monster rankings over the past two weeks. Um, a guy that's still available in 57% of leagues. So yeah. Um, hey, shout, shout out to Steezy DC. Who's been uh, a player in our league. Who's been uh, down at the bottom of the rankings, but he's put together kind of a solid team over the last couple of weeks. He's got some players that are really hot right now on Darius Garland and, and Dylan Brooks. And then Shea Gilgis Alexander put up that 20, 20 and 10 game. I like Steezy's team right now. He's got some good pieces. Yeah, he's on fire. Um, he took out one of our top teams with, or not a playoff. He took off a playoff team and just yeah. demolished him. So that's, uh, he had a really good week. Um, the second guy I wanted to talk about that I have at number six is Jarrett Culver. Uh, he is, starting and it looks like he is going to hold on to that he played the second amount most of minutes last night uh and he's only going to get better uh his game log looks really good too on top of that i i haven't pulled it up yet but i will here in a second what do you think about him yeah um i i like Jarrett culver they've been putting uh shabazz napier at point guard with cat still out he's been like 12 plus games there's just so many touches to go around 
Uh, we'll see. I think that they, they continue to start Jarrett Culver the rest of the season because they're not playing for a, a playoff spot. It looks like Memphis is running away with the eighth seed, which is crazy to me. But it doesn't look like Timberwolves are going to be making the playoffs this year. So they have all the incentive in the world to just play Jarrett Culver big minutes and, and let him grow as a, a NBA player. Yeah, and what was hurting him was his free throw percentage, and he hasn't gotten to the line in the last four games, uh, and he's hit double digit. It looks like to me two, four, six, eight, almost ten games in a row now, um, mm-hmm. and he's averaging over thirty minutes a game. So him hitting, not getting to the free throw line in the last four, him hitting double digit ten games in a row with averaging thirty minutes a game, um, and we know what he does on defense. He's a steals guy, so. Um, yeah, he's a, a, a good pickup for me as well. Yeah, I have ran and out just off of my top 10. I have Derek Jones, uh, yeah, Derek Jones Jr. and Pat Beverly and Nemenja Belitsa. The reason I got those guys, you know, in my top 15 waiver wire pickups is because uh, Tyler Hero missed a game, and if he misses more, it's more time for Derek Jones Jr., and he has the opportunity to fill up the stat sheet in lots of areas, so I really like him. With Paul George missing games, it's just more touches for Pat Bev. The only thing I have beef with in Pat Bev is his free throw percentage is like in the low 60s. It's like, dude, you're a guard. Figure it out from the free throw line. And then Bielitsa, obviously we've talked about him pretty much every single podcast because he puts up like top 50 value when he gets starter minutes and people are out and you have Rakan Holmes who's still out for a couple of games. And, and don't you have another injury in Sacramento? Um, I don't, I don't I know. I can't, I can't Bagley's back. Yeah, Bagley's back. Yeah, Bogdanovich is out. Gosh, we have a guy in our league, Hank, all day. Jesus, man. He's got some players on his team like Luke Kennard and Bog, and he's got some injuries here and there, but just looks like he's not doing his team very well. So that makes me a little angry. Yeah, did we did we mention that case in our in the news that uh, Luke Kennard is potentially out till the all-star break, or at least that's what Dwayne Casey hinted towards. Yeah, dude, that's like another month. Yeah, so he's probably, I mean, unless you have an IR spot, he probably shouldn't be being stashed. Um, Not at all. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, you can't really tell someone how to manage your team as long as they, it, and this is just as in a general sense for anybody that's out there. Uh, I, I've t- like tried to, t- like, I've, I've got bit, like, ugh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like, I want to tell someone like, hey, you should drop that guy. And then they should have dropped him. And then and then I do tell him you should drop him. And then he, he shouldn't have been dropped. So I can't tell someone to go drop Luke Kennard. Can't tell someone how to do their team. He paid. He did his. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's setting his lineup. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave him alone. I think it's something that we can take care of at the end of the year. Um, and, and we'll just go we, from there. We- yeah, I, I like to pride ourselves on how competitive our fantasy league is just because everyone pays super close attention to it and waiver wire pickups get pulled off the waiver wire super fast. Um, so we hold our members to the highest of standards. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe he, maybe Luke Kennard comes back before, you know, uh, yeah. everybody thinks and makes me look in you terrible, but he probably should not be owned if you yeah, don't have an yeah. IR spot. Yep, I totally agree. If uh, yeah, hey, before we move into games last night, because there were a lot of games, I want to give a shout out to the big Spaniard Marcus All last night. 
I, I drafted him this year at like my eighth spot and I dropped him early in the season because he was so terrible. Moose knuckle picked him up and he started playing well and they got hurt and I picked him up last night and he had a big game. So I hope Mark does well going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, he, he, it looks like he, he had like what, uh, and I don't really know. I'll, off the top of my head, because I was I was just gonna go off of uh, um, once we hit the box scores right now. Um, but I think he had like five assists or something like that. So I mean, yeah, like he's in that facilitator role again. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's roll through games last night, dude. There was a ton and a lot of fun games. So start us off, Pippin. Um, yeah, the first game I have, and it probably isn't yours, um, is the Nets versus the Seventy Sixers. Uh, it was good to see Dinwiddie still lead the team in points and dimes with Kyrie coming back. So what do you think about uh, about him doing that with Kyrie in the lineup? Yeah, I think that they should have started Kyrie and Dinwiddie to begin the season. They're, that's their best 2-1-2 two, two, you know, punch. I think Karis LeVert should probably be pay, playing at the three position. He's not looking great right now. He's still got a lot of rest, and Karis LeVert is just super inconsistent from the field and the free throw line. He's kind of a frustrating player. He was a breakout candidate that everyone expected this year, and I drafted him in the middle rounds. But I love the fact that Spencer Dinwiddie's still playing 35 minutes a game and still balling. Yeah, um, he he missed three. uh, Karis LeVert still missed three free throws last night, which is frustrating. Um, and Irving didn't have the best line this game, but when he came back, and it's it, what's encouraging is the fact that he played 37 minutes. Um, uh, but uh, Kyrie Irving before that uh, played like 20 minutes, and he hit like t- or like 19 minutes and hit like 20 points on his first game back. So it's nice to see that he hadn't lost a step. Uh, he's still his old self. And uh, um, did you catch? Did you see that DJ actually? Um, dislocated his finger last mm-hmm, night. yeah uh, yeah deandre jordan dislocated his finger and he did not come back in the game we'll see if that costs him many games going forward but if it does that just means huge stat lines for Jarrett allen yeah and he had a good game last night himself he only missed one shot from the field but he did miss two free throws anybody on mm-hmm. the sixers you want to talk about i'm yeah, Thibault had four blocks and two steals. That's exactly why we talked about him on the waiver wire pickups, and he played 27 minutes. Tobias Harris killed, dude, 34 and 10. Al Horford slid into the starting center spot and had a really good game. And then um, Ben Simmons ate, ate it up. Yeah, so it was Ben Simmons. Um, I'm looking at free throws here. I don't know how everybody misses free throws. Or like Literally, we just talked about two or three guys missing free throws. Um, in a row, and now Ben Simmons missed five last night, um, and uh, yeah, that's just just it's just such a big drag on your on his value. He had a great game, but those four turnovers and five missed free throws really really hurt his value. Um, Jay mm-hmm. Rich, Jay Rich had three blocks and one steal, and if you I was when I first looked at this box score, I was like, what did their starting lineup do? Like defensively like i was like holy crap so together they had uh nine blocks and uh seven steals the starting lineup yeah (laughs) lots of lots of defensive stats yeah that's crazy man yeah uh that's funny the pistons beat the celtics last night 116 to 103 
there was some big stat lines in Detroit. I've said this on the podcast earlier, but this rookie um, out of Ukraine, he went to University of Kansas. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his first name is S-V-I, Svi. He yeah. is a three-point specialist, and I, I think that you could make an argument for him needing to be owned in fantasy leagues at times if you're streaming three-pointers. If he's getting 30 minutes, whether he's in the starting lineup or the bench, he can pop off five threes for you. He's kind of like an Eric Gordon type player, but is more efficient. Yeah, see, and that's somebody I would prefer over both RJ Barrett and Eric Gordon, just because of the fact that he's going to shoot better from the field um, and not turn over the ball at all. Um, mm-hmm. The only the only downside to me is that there's just so many people there. There's Wood, Morris, Galloway all coming off the bench, which I mean, essentially sometimes uh, Rose will probably come off the bench. So he there's like going to be four or five people that he's competing with just off the bench. But as long so he's going to be fairly inconsistent because I don't think he's going to get 29 every single game like he did last night. Yeah, you're probably right. And shout out to Derek Rose for having a killer season this year. He's been such a good pickup. Uh, I'm sure he was drafted in our league, but Derek Rose has been so solid all year. It's so good to see Derek Rose be doing this at, at with everything he's been through. Yeah, in our league, started, picked him up with his last pick. So, yeah, he was drafted. Excellent, excellent pickup. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, Drummond looked like he had a decent game. Um, there's not much that I had on the Boston game. Um, uh, mm. The only thing I kind of wanted to hit is that Gordon Hayward probably had the best game out of anybody um, on mm-hmm. that team. So he did, yeah. And Jason Tatum missed a game due to a knee bruise. So hopefully that's a short absence for the Celtics because Tatum's been killing it this year. Yeah, here's another guy. Brown missed five free throws. He went 0 for 5. Oh my God, I didn't even see that. Jalen Brown went 0 for 5 from the free throw line? Yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about. I don't oh know what... my God, dude. I'd puke. Yeah. I'd puke. Uh, it's, it's just <laughs> crazy that like, he hits four threes in this game, but he missed all five free throws. So I, I swear to God, I'm such an emotional fantasy owner that if he went 0 for 5 from the free throw line, I'm automatically trading him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. As long as he got good value for him, but that'd be pretty dramatic. <laughs> Swear, dude, gone. I'd ship his ass so fast. Oh for five? Oh my god. No way. See you later, yeah. buddy. Yeah, I know. It's that's what I'm saying. Is just like I just like remember looking at the box scores last night. I was like, why are all these guys missing all these free throws? I was like, I can. I don't play like these guys are practicing on a daily basis and playing on a daily basis. I play whenever I can. I can hit mm-hmm. one free throw out of five. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, right for now sure. I can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Miami played the Spurs, and they got a victory. Kendrick Nunn had a huge stat line, 33 points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals. He hit five three-pointers. He was dropped in our league a couple of weeks ago, or actually last week, and he was swooped up with a waiver wire, um, a waiver wire claim. So good pickup for Jesus Shuttlesworth in our league, getting Kendrick Nunn off the waiver wire. Yeah, I mean, uh, the guy that dropped him, it was stacked. So he and he, so it, the news had just dropped that Victor Oladipo had set a date on his comeback, and so that's why it happened. Most of the time, he won't be available in people's leagues. Um, to talk the other, the other person I wanted to talk about um, on this uh, 
on this game is Jimmy had a quiet night and missed four free throws. <laughs> this mm, is man, what, yeah. This, this is three what for seven. About. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dun- Duncan has really slowed down, um, even to the point where he's easily dropped under 40%, and I was thinking about dropping him myself. Uh, He's still getting threes, um, and he's still getting playing time because he played 39 minutes. I'm trying to hold as long as much. I think something with him getting 39 minutes, it'll eventually trend in in a better direction. He actually played the most minutes out of anybody on the team last night, so... Yeah, I think that's enough incentive to to hold him. Um, if he's playing the most minutes on the team, he should be owned, even if he puts up a week of bad stats. I think you got to stick it out with him. Mm-hmm. Bam had a double double in a big double double with thirteen rebounds and fourteen points, uh, but he added seven assists and two blocks with zero turnovers. Um, and he did go two for four from the line, but uh, I mean that's a, I love that's, it. Yeah, it's just still a killer game. Yeah, I don't have much on the San Antonio side. Yeah, no, other than Murray and Aldridge look terrible, but it's just one game. Yeah, they didn't play great. Moving on to the Wizards and Bulls. We talked quite a bit about the Bulls. Um, they they got a victory. Um, on the Bulls side, Zach Levine's been playing all-star level basketball for like the whole season, it seems like. Yeah, what's nice to see is that he's finally doing it efficiently. He's always capable of putting up 30 points like he did last night it's just the fact of how many shots does he need to get there and as Mm -hmm. of the past i've been keeping close tabs on him because i have him in one of my three leagues and he's actually been fairly efficient he had 12 for 21 last night and six for 11 from the three um so he had six threes last night Uh, and so yeah he's it looks like he's finally piecing together that efficiency and if he does he'll be top three round like yeah he'll be early early round um, candidate next year if he does actually ever pull it all together yeah uh, Lori Markkanen has been up and down this year but he's going to be playing huge minutes with their injuries that have just recently happened we talked about Gafford Wendell Carter Jr. and Thaddeus Young probably sliding into more minutes and then their other piece off their bench is Kobe White yeah um, it looks like Kobe's legit their sixth uh, man uh, I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know what that's going to do with Thad Young. Uh, yeah, man, uh, it's it's tough. There's a lot of people there. I think he played a he played literally 13 players last night. The coach. So mm-hmm. yeah, and, I mean Chris Dunn played. He, had, he played 30 minutes and had two points. But he had seven assists and three steals in a block, which makes him ownable. And he had the biggest plus minus on the team. But it's just so crazy that he only gets two points. Like, Yeah. So it's rough. Yeah, that is rough. I don't have much on the other side with the Wizards. We, we talked about them quite a bit already. Yeah, we did. So moving forward to Pacers and Timberwolves. Pacers beat the Timberwolves 104-99. Dabata Sabonis had 29-13-6. That's just a wild stat line for him and he also had a steal and a block and he's super efficient everywhere yeah so he had a really good game uh last night and his plus minus was literally the only reason they won was because of him because everybody else wasn't even close to his plus minus at 21 (laughs) he Uh, was 21 the closest was uh jeremy lamb at six that's crazy 
Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that that's why Jeremy Lamb, I think, see, look, he only needs seven shots. And if he's going to be the sixth man, because he will eventually be that, he will be the bona fide sixth man. Um, mm-hmm. I think he can get those seven shots coming off the bench, getting 28 minutes. So I don't, I don't foresee him losing a ton of value because this is what makes him valuable, shooting four for seven with a three, um, two steals, and hitting nine, six rebounds. <laughs> I just realized that you traded for TJ Warren recently. Yeah, so I have all I have three you Pacers. Have three. On my team. How do you feel about that? You have three Pacers. You have you have Jeremy Lamb, uh, TJ Warren, and Miles Turner, and then Victor Oladipo's coming back. <laughs> That's a lot happening in Indiana for you. You have three of those guys. Is Miles Turner been fun to own this year for you? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> God, that guy sucks, man. I don't. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, he had a killer game. So we mentioned that Sabonis sat one game, and he completely demolished that game. He he like he's like living the high life, man, just killing without Sabonis. I was like, I was like, please Sabonis, and I have Sabonis in one of my other three. I was like, please sit. <laughs> Please it. Yeah, when Sabonis doesn't play, Miles Turner goes off. And it seems like this happens every year with Miles Turner's well. He'll go through stretches and he'll put up like you know, second round value for a couple of weeks. We're like, damn, Miles Turner is the the man. And then there'll be some games he puts up twenty two minutes and has seven points and three rebounds. It's like, bro, what in the hell? Where are you? What what are you doing on the court? Yeah, it's rough. If you, I, I drafted him in two out of my three leagues, just thinking because what ends up happening is last year he, pretty much if you were in the playoffs or were out of the playoffs and you had Turner on your team, he pretty much boosted you into the playoffs because he killed to the point where he brought up his entire season ranking skyrocketing, and it's hard to do that when half the season's already over, and and so you have to have such killer games, and I hope mm-hmm. that's what happens, um, but. But no, I mean, as of right now, he's just, I can't trade him. I'm going to hold him and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, I got On the Timberwolves side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go shoot. That, that's where I was going with it. A question from the Timberwolves. It looks like to me that Wiggins, because he was producing what, like top five round, like something like that, maybe fifth mm-hmm. round value. It looks like he's come down back to earth. Do you think he ever goes back to what he was at the beginning of the season? It's funny you asked me that question because I was having this discussion kind of uh, last night with Jesus Shuttlesworth, a guy in our league. We've been talking about making a trade happen. And all I was asking him to do was add in Andrew Wiggins to the trade and it would have made it happen. He was going to trade me Alec Burks. And obviously you want Wiggins over Alec Burks, but I was making an argument for him to ship me Andrew Wiggins as another piece. And the reason why I was trying to make that argument is because he has dipped in the last month or so and he started off the season really hot and he's kind of gone back to that player in like the ninth 10th 11th round value and it's like i i don't know man he's up and down and he could continue to probably stay in that later round value just because there's some games he's just really inefficient and it doesn't just it doesn't look like he's all-star level efficiency at this point at, at, at all yeah i don't know i kind of would hope that so if someone like Cat goes down, and I'm not just saying like, like I meant like his type of player, like top three, top five, the guy, 
that's number two on the team, I would hope that he just goes off. Like, I mean, you would assume that, that that's something that would happen. The fact mm-hmm. that that's not happening while Cat's not on the floor is something that, to me, is fairly sketchy. Um, and I and I and with his past already, I feel like if you traded him at the beginning of the season at his, you know, where he was in the fourth or fifth round, I think you did very well by getting rid of him. So. Yeah, I think he's definitely a sell-high guy when he's playing really well. And when Cat's gone down, the player that's actually stepped up has been Robert Covington, so he's probably their number two option, is what it looks like to me. Yeah, it looks like Covington is back to where he used to be, where he was like second, third round. So it's good to see that. Um, yeah, and Gorgie Chang mm-hmm. double-doubled again last night. I don't want to just – I just kind of want to get going. But yeah, the – yeah, I mean, sucks for Wiggins, um, but Gorgie Chang looks to have stepped up fairly well. Um, I hope that Cat, the reports are true, that he's just sick, not no injury. Yeah. To the knee. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, Cat's back pretty quick. Yeah, let's get this thing rolling. We'll finish up with these last couple of games. Huge game, Raptors and the Thunder. Uh, we talked quite a bit about the Raptors already, and OKC. We actually kind of touched on both those teams. Uh, SGA is just playing super well, and then Stephen Adams got hurt. Yeah, we so yeah, pretty much covered all the Raptors because they all came back. Um, CP3, did you just say he's he's been killing man, and he had a killer game last night himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had what four steals? I'm, I'm pulling up the game game log. Yeah, 16, 16 points, five rebounds, eleven assists, four steals. Super efficient everywhere. That's like first round value. <laughs> Yeah, no, and he's been at that all year, so it's not anything that I think is going to change. He was plus 17, and his team lost by nine. So that is super, super hard to do, the fact that you're up plus 17 um, yeah. when your team loses by that much. Uh, yeah, uh, anything else on on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, other than you brought up Shea's crazy triple-double, which is, you know, Shoot, man, 20, 20, and 10. That's crazy. Yeah, youngest player ever to do it. He, he actually uh, p- did it before Shaquille O'Neal put up 20, 20, and 10. I think that was the stat, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Moving forward, the Hornets played the Nuggets. They lost 86 to 100. There was not a whole lot going on in Charlotte last night. Didn't look like anyone had a really good game aside from Terry Roger. Uh, on Denver's side, Everyone was just kind of quiet. There wasn't a huge, any big splashes last night, e- either way. Um, I know that Dozier guy. He hit like all twelve points in the fourth quarter. Um, uh, Plumlee also had a decent line off the bench, and same thing, like I said, Porter. Um, yeah. Um, PJ Dozier. But, yeah, PJ Dozier. Um, on the other side, the other PJ also had a had a good game. He had two steals, two blocks. Uh, or no, no, two two steals, two threes, and 14 points. Um, Six another, or seven from the field, yeah. Yeah, another thing to bring up is that Zeller started, um, and he had two blocks and one steal. So didn't get the minutes, but at least he's – if he tr- if he starts and gets 30, he should be owned, I think. So he's taken the, taken the first step towards that, and so just something somebody to keep your eye on. Keep your eye on that Cody Zeller boy. Uh, cool, yeah. The Blazers beat the Rockets 117-107. 
And uh, they seem like they're clicking the Blazers with Carmelo and Whiteside and Nurks on the verge of coming back within the next month, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, I think they're still outside of the playoffs, like uh, like if they were to start today. But it does. it's nice to see Melo um, do what he did against the team that disrespected him. So I think they could have handled that so much better than what they did. And so for him to get 18 points and 12 rebounds and shoot 7 for 10 from the field and get the W, um, I think made him feel very well, you know, and, and I'm glad. Dude, I love it for Mello. I love it for Mello. It's so cool. I saw, it was funny. Do you remember what Dame Lillard did to Westbrook in the playoffs when he was playing with Paul George in OKC when he hit that game winner and he waved by to him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I saw Westbrook uh, on the TV last night tell Dame and you could hear it on the TV. He said, bro, you can't guard me. And so I know that Russell probably still has some beef with Damian Lillard because of that, that three. No. Yeah. They are, they were talking back and forth all game last night. Or So I, I ended up catching the very end of it. So like the fourth quarter and um, then it was on ESPN. It was nationally televised and the announcers were, who was it? I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about saying like they were like they've been jawing at each other all game. So yeah, there's still some resentment <laughs> some beef there. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Anything else on the Rockets side? Um, Capella had a full line. I think uh, Harden had an off night. Westbrook thirty point triple doubled, um, which I mean Killed. he could do it in yeah at any moment. Uh, on the other side though, Baysmore. Uh, since uh, I didn't get to it, finally put together a good game. It's not saying to go pick him up, but if he puts together three or four of them, then yeah, I think he should be picked up. Yeah, I like Ben McLemore's stat line, 17 points, a steal, and a block. Hit five threes. That's why I think he should be owned. owned. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I said, there's just a lot of guys coming off the bench there. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, the Mavericks beat the Kings 127 to 123. So big stat lines all around here. Uh, top five, Luca put up 25, 15, and 17. Yeah, man, that's so crazy. That uh, well, I thought it was crazy that he got 17 assists, and then what I found out to be more crazy is LeBron had 19 last night. We'll get to that on the next game. God, uh, dude, Luca's unreal, man. Unreal. Yeah. He, he, he didn't hit a three and he was, um, yeah. And, and I'm glad to see that he corrected his free throw from the last time we talked. Cause he had missed like five or six and ripped his Jersey in half. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, it, it's unreal what he's doing, man. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Sheesh. Yeah. On the Sacramento side, we talked about them already. It looks like Bagley slid into the starting lineup and he's been playing th- 30 minutes a night now. So good for Bagley. I think that he's going to be a fun player to own. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, hopefully when uh, Rashawn Holmes comes back, it's not something that shoots him back to the bench. Uh, but hopefully they just move him to the four. Um, the only other guy I want to talk about, I think think is probably uh, Fox. Fox had led the team in scoring and assists, and it looks like he finally is, because he started off the season fairly slow, it looks like he's finally heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Totally agree. He's going to be good going forward. The Magic upset the, the Lakers last night at the end of the game. Did you watch that game? Uh, I caught the highlights on SportsCenter. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, Markel Fultz looked like he was in command of the team at the end of the game. So I thought that was really cool to see. I think Markel Fultz has just continued to get better and better and better. Yeah, the Magic really gave up hardly anything worthwhile to get him. And he was number one pick for a reason. I know I, I knew that to me he was the top point guard because um, – and I and it may have turned out that you know I, I don't know if Donovan Mitchell was in this class I think he was, you know and obviously it turns out he's obviously better Donovan Mitchell's obviously better but it's I just think it was zero risk in taking him, and it looks to me like he's a real deal he's got the length to be to put a really the defensive clamps on the starting point guard of any team and so it's really good to see him triple double. Yep. 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 Uh, LBJ, 19 dimes. That's crazy. I was just saying that. That's nuts, man. That's insane. Uh, Shit ton wish, of passing. Yeah, I wish he would have got to 20 because it's just such a nice little little mark. But 19, yeah. 19, you're not complaining there. 19 and 19. Kuzmas played 26 minutes at the starting power forward spot, and he flopped a little bit last night. Yeah. Like what, he had four points? Yeah, <laughs> two for 10. Good job, um, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then, but at least he, some of the other stats, he, he got seven dimes in in a block, but man, yeah, it's, it's just not a guy I want. Like it just, he just doesn't do enough. Yeah. I like JaVale McGee's stat line. If AD continues to miss games, 14 points, nine rebounds, three blocks, seven for seven from the field. JaVale McGee. Yeah, same. Well, same with Howard. Howard's line, 16 boards and uh, nine points is not bad. I mean, you went, most of the time you'll get you a block or steal. So, but the 16 mm-hmm. boards is killer. That's a big time, yeah. So those guys we talked about earlier in the cast. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, that kind of wraps up the NBA games from last night. Any any other th- tidbits to add there at the end? No, I think we... We pretty much covered everything. We went out, we went over a little bit, but um, I think we hit everything mainly. Yeah, dude, we gotta get you off to class, bro. You got go get your knowledge on. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be there in fifteen minutes, and it's <laughs> and it's. Uh, I don't. I mean, depending on where you're listening from. Uh, oh yeah, those girls that uh, you would give them a shout out from what countries? Yeah, I, yeah uh, a gal from Serbia followed me on Twitter and a gal from Kenya who they do a um, actual podcast themselves. They wanted to hear a little bit more about dynasty leagues and points leagues. So that's something I think that we can probably add into our uh, our podcast a little bit here in the future. But um, I, they, they added me on Twitter and I have yet to look at their podcast name, but they're Twitter account is Fantasy NBA Goat, so that'd be kind of a cool podcast to listen to and give them a shout out. But I appreciated them following us on Twitter and giving us some recommendations. Yeah, next uh, next podcast uh, we'll look into the dynasty and the points, and um, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Uh, the points to me, uh, I, I, and I've uh, talked to other people that are in points leagues. It's just uh, essentially daily fantasy sports. It's each point is worth. That's what back at uh, two points is worth two points and a steal is worth 1.2 or 1.5 or two points. And it just, it's just something that keeps adding up all seat all week long. And then you end up with a certain score and you just have to outscore the other person, much like fantasy football. 
Yeah. I'm starting to be a little bit more active on Twitter. I find it a nice way to get news and a nice way to actually communicate with you, Pips. So I, I definitely will be checking my Twitter account pretty frequently and I'll be retweeting some things and adding some fantasy stuff on there. So if, hit us up at Yahoo Hoops or at TS underscore dot DOT and we'll get back to you. All right. Yeah. Um, like Tyler said, I think I got to get out of here. I got to truck through the snow, which is kind of where I was going with uh I was like, I don't think there's any snow in Kenya, but there's there's snow here that I got to get trucked through to get to class. So, shout out to Cheney Washington, Lego EWU baby. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, uh, it's it was a good podcast, and can't wait for next week. All right, peace out, my people. Everyone have a good day. All right, see you guys.